Welcome to the Happy Me, Happy Earth podcast. I'm your host, Eva Peterson, life coach and Ayurvedic health counselor for changemakers and aspiring activists. Each week, I'm here to support you in creating the change that you want to see in the world without sacrificing your health and well-being. If you are on a mission to make the world a better place, whether you're just starting to get involved or decades deep, you are welcome here. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Isn't that intro music just the best? I love it so much. It gets me so hyped. I listen to it before recording each episode. It's by Coma Media on Pixbay called Bounce. I just love it so much. You know what else is my jam? Grounding. <laughs> Smooth transition. Today we're going to be talking about eight practical ways that you can ground yourself. I could literally talk about grounding practices for hours. In fact, I probably have <laughs> because these practices are so important to me and have had such a fundamental part in my own healing journey over the years. And it's something that I have studied deeply. I've studied grounding deeply through my Ayurvedic training. But I'm going to try and keep this to our typical 30 minutes or so. <laughs> I know you've got things to do. So I've jotted down the top eight grounding practices that I use in my daily life. All of these are really simple. Most of them are pretty quick and free practices that you can probably do today if you'd like. I just like to keep it simple. So let's start with what is grounding? Grounding, simply put, is a self-soothing skill that anyone can develop. It's a skill or a technique that helps you to come back to the present moment, come back to your body, and come back to reality, the reality of the time and place that you are in. It's coming back to what one of my mentors, Chris Muse, calls a sense of felt safety. So what I'm going to be sharing with you today are techniques that help our nervous system come back to a place of homeostasis or balance or calm after we've been startled or gone into a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn state. By doing these practices that I'm going to share with you today, you're building your resilience. We are practicing bringing our mind and body back into balance. And if you're anything like me, <laughs> You get knocked off balance somewhat regularly, right? So why do we need these grounding practices? Well, first of all, if you struggle with anxiety, these can be very, very helpful. That is definitely something that I have struggled with. And anytime we get knocked off center, so when unexpected things happen in our lives or when we hear about the latest horrible injustice on the news, for example, right? These are things that can kind of throw us off. And these grounding techniques help us to come back to our center, help us to come back to a place of, oh, I'm okay, I'm balanced, I'm here. These grounding practices can also be excellent when you travel. I 
have been in a perpetual state of travel for about six years. So this is one of the reasons why these grounding practices have been so important to me and why I've studied it so in depth. These practices are also great for when we're on our computer a lot and when we're in our heads, when we're thinking a lot. These practices can bring us out of the virtual or out of our head and back to our physical reality. As per usual, <laughs> this podcast topic is something that is very present for me right now. I've been feeling very ungrounded recently, and I'm, I'm developing a new relationship with what I'm now calling groundlessness. <laughs> and I'm, I'm learning to accept this paradox, this paradox of I can do things to ground myself. We have these grounding practices that can be very helpful, but also accepting the reality that I will continue to be thrown off balance and I will experience times of groundlessness and, and unexpected groundlessness in my life. That's just not going to go away. So I feel like I've reached this new place where I have stopped fighting with reality. Reality being that there are a lot of things in life that we don't have control over and that, again, I might be thrown off my center unexpectedly at any time. And I'm no longer making myself wrong when I do feel ungrounded. So I'm going to talk about that groundlessness state and my aha moments around that, this new acceptance that I have of that next week. I think I'm going to call that podcast episode something like the gifts of groundlessness or, or something like that. But today I want to focus on the grounded part of that paradox, right? These grounding practices. So from the Ayurvedic perspective, and according to Ayurvedic wisdom, the elements most associated with feeling ungrounded are air and ether. And if you're not familiar with Ayurveda, it is a holistic medical system that was developed over thousands of years in the Indian subcontinent. And Ayurvedic wisdom identified five elements. So we have air and ether that I already mentioned, and then we have earth fire, and water. We can think of the qualities of air and ether, these two elements that we tend to associate with feeling ungrounded, right? So air and ether, we think of light, cool, moving, blowing, probably somewhat rapidly, you know, moving from here to there. And the art of Ayurveda is keeping our mind, body, emotion, spirit in balance by bringing balance to those five elements. So if we have excess air and ether in our lives or in our bodies and we're feeling ungrounded, we want to bring in those other three elements, earth, fire, and water. And today we're going to especially focus on earth. Right, the term that we're talking about, <laughs> grounded, right? Our language or our semantics are, are telling us what we need, right? It's saying ground. We need that earth element. <laughs> so the grounding practices that I'm going to be talking to you about today bring in those other qualities, particularly earth, but also fire and water into our lives. So when we think of the qualities of earth, we think of dense, nourishing, stable. When we think of the qualities of fire, we might think of warmth or heat, right? And also a mobility. 
water also has that mobile liquid feel to it as well, right? But like I said, we're going to mostly focus on the earth element today. So let's just go ahead and dive on into this daily practices for grounding. I'm going to start with the obvious one first. <laughs> Number one, put your feet on the earth. Barefoot, barefoot if at all possible. I absolutely love doing this, especially when I arrive in a new place or I've had an anxiety-packed day. Putting your feet on the ground, connecting you to the earth physically. There's really no other no other more direct way to connect to that earth element, right? And this allows our body to feel the subtle energetics of your specific location on earth. Each place on the earth, everywhere on earth has slightly different energetics, like the magnetic field is slightly different. Some people say that they can feel these variations, that energy, the magnetic field, and how it varies. I haven't found any convincing scientific studies about people being able to tap into this. And I personally cannot sense it consciously, but I do believe that my subtle anatomy can. So standing on the bare earth absolutely has a calming, grounding, peaceful effect on me. And so I want to invite you to stand on the earth barefoot, maybe close your eyes and just take a moment to Breathe in your surroundings and notice how your body responds. We can also spend time in nature, even with your shoes on. That's fine too. (laughs) But spending time in nature or even just, I remember when I was living in New York City, the concrete jungle, I would even just like go up and touch a tree in the park. Just touching a tree and connecting that way for a moment, putting my hand on a tree or leaning on a tree. Also, I find that vistas can be an excellent source of grounding. So hiking up to the top of a hill or a mountain and looking out or standing at the edge of the ocean and looking at the horizon can be incredibly grounding. It helps us to put our lives and our worries in perspective and we can visually see and reconnect to something larger than ourselves. All right, grounding practice number two. Orient your body to your surroundings. This is a type of meditation. It is not a meditation that focuses on the breath. (laughs) Focusing on the breath, the air element, can have the opposite effect. And it does have the opposite effect for most people. A lot of people find that just focusing on their breath can be very ungrounding, right? This type of meditation is what I typically guide people through at the beginning of all of my calls and my live trainings because I absolutely love it. I find it so incredibly grounding. So we can do this together right now. I'll just invite you if you're in a place where you can do this now. Awesome. We'll do it together just for a moment, but I'll also just kind of walk you through this so you can do it. It's really simple. Just do it by yourself whenever you have a moment later. So first you just want to get quiet Maybe sit down or you can stand or you can lay down. Just get comfortable and get quiet. And then look around your room slowly or wherever you are. Looking around slowly, attempting to smoothly 
move your eyes around the room, maybe at the pace of honey or at the pace of lava. And you might notice your eyes kind of starting to jump from one thing to the next. That's totally normal. But attempt to smoothly, slowly move your eyes around the room. And you want to take note of the corners. Notice where the wall meets the ceiling, where the wall meets the floor. Note doors and windows. What's behind you? what's behind your shoulders. And as you're scanning your room and taking information in about your environment, you are giving your brain information, really great information that it craves about where your body is in time and space. It's the brain's job to build an internal model of the outside world so that it can operate more efficiently and protect us from any perceived dangers. So by slowing down and giving our brain all of this information that it craves, we're giving our body and our structure time to adjust to our current reality. Many people walk around every day in a constant state of low-level fear or stress, and our structure reflects that, right? We hold on to these stress patterns. There are movement patterns associated with stress. But by doing these orientation practices, we can begin to release those physical patterns and our body can relax into that sense of felt safety that I mentioned earlier. And if you want to take this practice to the next level, you can also draw a line from a point on your body to a point on the wall. So for example, I might draw a, just in my head, (laughs) obviously, draw a line from my left shoulder to the wall to my left, just noticing how far the wall is from my physical body. And then I might do my right shoulder in, in front of me, behind me. Learning this type of meditation style was a game changer for me. (laughs) I have been trained in all kinds of meditation, transcendental meditation, vipassana, on and on. But I always come back to this one. And I call this body yantra. It's a meditation style taught by one of my Ayurvedic mentors, Katie Silcox. And this type of meditation has had the most profound impact on my life. I can really feel the effects of it in my body. And I actually have quite a few of these body yantra type meditations that I've recorded, but I'm realizing as I'm recording this that I don't have them posted anywhere that you can access. So I will do that. I will make some of these accessible and let you know where they are in an email soon. So make sure you're on my email list (laughs) or maybe I'll release them as a podcast episode. We'll see. I'll, I'll figure that out later. Anyway, another great type of meditation. This is grounding tip number three, grounding practice number three is a five senses meditation. So again, this is really simple. It doesn't need to take a long time. It doesn't need to be complicated. (laughs) Typically what I do is I go through the five senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. And I actually typically go from outside of my body 
then move inward when I'm doing these five senses meditations. So I'll start with three things that I can see, tuning into my sense of sight. Then I'll move on to three things that I can touch. So starting to touch things around my space, tuning into them, maybe naming them. Then I'll usually close my eyes or soften my gaze and start to go inward. And I'll notice three things that I can hear. Maybe name those things, let them pass, move my awareness onto the next thing. And then I'll tune into my sense of smell. Noticing three things that I can smell, or sometimes you can only smell one thing. That's fine too. <laughs> and then lastly, I'll tune into my sense of taste. What can I taste in this moment? That brings you back right back into your body. And I know I have a five senses meditation recorded that I can also find and make accessible to you. So I'll look into that. You can also just lead yourself very easily through that five senses meditation and begin to ground yourself. The next grounding practice, number four, that I want to mention, this is a really simple one. Basically just rub your hands together. Rub your hands together quickly until you start to feel some friction, some heat, and then place your hands on your forehead. And the way I like to do this is my palms facing my head, my the heels of my hands in my eye sockets, basically. <laughs> so the heel on my eye, covering my eyes, and then my fingers curling up and over my forehead. Just sitting like that for a moment, bringing in that warmth, right? Bringing in that fire element and feeling the connection of you to you. What does your hand feel like on your face? That subtle pressure. Ground into yourself. And you can just stay here for a few moments if you have just a few moments or maybe up to 60 seconds, 60 to 90 seconds. And if you maybe work at an office or something, you can just like go into the bathroom for a minute and do this little practice. Number five are some other nervous system regulation activities. And there are a ton of these activities, a ton of these Activities or little movement practices that we can do to bring our nervous system back into that sense of homeostasis, bring ourselves back into that state of calm and peace and balance. But I'm going to share just three of them today with you, three that can be shared over a podcast. <laughs> and these are great because you can literally do them anywhere. So the first one is just hugging yourself, wrapping your arms around yourself and giving yourself a big old bear hug. And again, feeling that connection of you to you and allowing yourself to settle into that and to get comfort from yourself. Then you can add a rocking from side to side. You know, we always see moms cradling, hugging, rocking their babies, dads cradling, hugging, rocking their babies. This is a motion that we love that brings us some instant calm, feels really wonderful that we can do for ourselves. We don't need somebody else there. If you can also hug somebody else, that's another great practice. 
Another thing that you can do is called bilateral tapping. So you can take butterfly arms, or sorry, butterfly hands, which is basically just putting your palms out in front of you, palms facing in towards your face, and crossing at the wrists. So you will probably have something there that looks like a butterfly. <laughs> your palms facing in towards you and crossed at the wrist. And then you can put your palms on your chest and just tap one hand, maybe your right hand, then your left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand. And so this is a bilateral stimulation. You can also do this on your lap. Say you're in a stressful meeting and you need a little <laughs> nervous system regulation. You can put your hands on your lap and do this right, left, right, left. And it can be really nice, really comforting to start at whatever pace feels good to you and then start tapping a little bit slower, a little bit slower, a little bit slower. In any of these practices, you want to do them for around 60 to 90 seconds. That gives your brain enough time to receive the signals of safety and comfort that you're sending it process that movement and that touch and then adjust your structure accordingly. So 60 to 90 seconds. And it's really cool. Our body will give us a sign that it's shifting, that our nervous system state is shifting. So for me, oftentimes that comes at a yawn. Oh my goodness. I just say the word yawn and I yawn. <laughs> so yeah, that, that might come as a yawn. It might be your eyes watering or like a deep sigh or a deep exhale. I've also noticed sometimes my stomach will start to gurgle. <laughs> sometimes when we get into that relaxed state, it kicks our digestion back on. So yeah, just take note. What signals does your body send you? How does your body tell you that it is shifting states? All right, practice number six, journaling. Y'all knew this was coming, right? Capturing those thoughts that are floating around in the air, in the ether, in your head, and pulling them down on paper, grounding those thoughts. This really helps me to get out of that circular thinking that is so common when we're feeling anxious or stressed or worried about something, right? When we just keep replaying a past situation over and over in our head or when we just keep thinking through what if, what if, what if, right? We think thoughts over and over again. And actually, I remember this research study came out of Stanford University saying that human beings have approximately 60,000 thoughts per day. And 90% of those thoughts are repetitive. That is a lot of repetitive thoughts, tens of thousands of repetitive thoughts. And that's what we all do, right? We all think the same things over and over and over again, but very rarely will I write something down tens of thousands of times in a day, right? <laughs> So getting those thoughts onto paper can be extremely helpful and grounding. And this practice has been huge for me. I journal pretty much every single morning, if not in the morning, then at some point throughout the day, typically most days. Practice number seven, eating grounding foods. So when I'm talking about grounding foods, I'm talking about 
food that grows in the earth. Specifically, we can think about root vegetables, carrots, onions, beets, potatoes, sweet potatoes, parsnips. These vegetables literally grow in the ground. And often when you buy them, like here in Mexico, <laughs> when we buy them at the market, they literally still have some soil in them. They are very in touch with the earth. Also, local vegetables and fermented foods or honey that have been produced locally and therefore have the local flora and fauna in them, right? They have like the bacteria, the flora from your local environment in them so they can connect you more deeply to your current place. And that brings me to my very last tip of the day. Again, there are so many of these grounding practices, but these are my big ones, the ones that I use pretty regularly. Number eight, rubbing your feet, especially the bottoms of your feet, the soles of your feet with oil. This can be great to do before bed to help you get some deeper sleep, or if you need to relax yourself a bit throughout the day. It brings your awareness and pulls your energy down out of your head into the lower body. And so you can do this with oil and give yourself a rub, a little foot massage. And I like to use warming oils, again, kind of bringing that fire element in there, right? A warming oil like sesame oil is a great one for this. That's one that I love. I do change the oils that I'm using seasonally. I talk about that in my seasonal podcast episodes. So fall, spring, summer, you can go back and take a look at those if you'd like. And that is my last grounding practice for you today. So a quick review, we talked about one, putting your feet on the ground, barefoot on the earth and spending time in nature. Number two, orienting your body to your surroundings. Number three, doing a five senses meditation. Number four, rubbing your hands together and placing it over the eyes, warming the eyes and the the head. Number five, the nervous system regulation practices that I mentioned. Number six, journaling. Number seven, eating grounding foods. And number eight, a nice little foot rub with some oil. That is all I have for you today. I hope that these practices help you to ground your energy and that they feel so good and nourishing for you. Be sure to tune in again next week when I talk about the other side of that grounding paradox that I mentioned, groundlessness, (laughs) and all the lessons and major incredibly helpful insights and breakthroughs that I've had about groundlessness recently. Until then, I hope that you have an awesome, awesome week and I'll chat with you next week. Ciao for now. If you enjoyed today's chat, I want to invite you to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you desire more support on your change-making journey, please check out my free guide, Self-Care for Changemakers. You can find the guide, the show notes, and other resources on my website at happymehappyearth.com. As always, it's an honor to be in your ears. Thank you so much for listening.